Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever. Oh, we are on Fuego today. Squad is here. Hashtag crew is assembled. Weekend starts tonight. Judge is stuck on 60. And revenge is a dish best served ice cold. You will hear why as we roll on. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. One place to start. Brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We were wall-to-wall baseball yesterday talking Aaron Judge in 60. We will get back to Judge a little, but today we will be primarily back on the NFL, and I got the right guys to do it. Rob Ninkovich, Bart Scott, I brought a couple of guys uh, who have made quarterbacks nervous over the course of their lives uh, who are in here today. And I want to start with a quarterback who might be nervous, and that's Mitch Trubisky. I've had this game painted, Bart, tonight as Mitch's last stand. Could you see a quarterback change in Pittsburgh made this quickly if he has a bad night tonight? Absolutely could, Greeny. I mean, when you think about this division is open. It's up for grabs. You talk about every team in the division lost last week. You talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have a Super Bowl caliber defense. T.J. Watt is eventually going to come back. But even without T.J. Watt, you talk about Mika, Mika Fitzpatrick and his ability to be one of the best you know, uh, safeties in the game. If you have a winnable game, you are not serving your team well if you don't put the best player out there. And maybe sometimes it's just a spark. Maybe it's just fake confidence in Kenny Pickett. But Kenny Pickett is your future. We thought that – listen, has anybody's stock risen more than Mitchell Trubisky for not playing for an entire season? <laughs> like, we forgot. People in Chicago was like, yep, that's the Mitch we know, right? The inability to, to kind of read defenses and push the ball down the field. We know that Claypool, Johnson, fair move. These are plus – receivers in his league and he's not taking advantage of the resources that he has and and you know what Nico is asking you about it earlier because Nico is from Chicago and so you're intimately aware of the struggles he had there and now Mm. you watch their game against your Patriots this past week and the first thing you said to me was inaccuracy he's just not accurate enough yeah he he isn't accurate enough but it's also throwing the ball down the field they have a good receiving core but it almost seems like the Steelers right now they're trying to play into their defense ball control, run the football, don't risk too much by throwing a pass down the field, I guess, and risking throwing interceptions. And Trubisky tried to force the ball in there. He threw an interception against the Patriots, trying to force force something that wasn't there. And what you really want is a quarterback that's going to evaluate what the defense is in and put the ball where it needs to be. He struggled with accuracy when he was with the Bears. He struggled with accuracy so far this season, and I just don't see – what the long-term goal is here, okay, if Trubisky loses this matchup tonight, if, he, if they lose again, you're starting to get into a, period, a point now where it's, all right, what's our season look like? And if you have a young quarterback that is supposed to be the future, who's confident, 24 years old, he's a 24-year-old yeah. rookie, he's been around for a while. So you go with what the future is. We know Rudolph isn't the future there. If Trubisky's not getting it done, you move on to the young player, the rookie, who maybe he's got a chip on his shoulder. Maybe he's going to say, I'm just going to risk it. I'm going to throw the ball up. I have he has nothing I, to I lose. Some, there's nothing to lose here. So even Is if it, the rookie came in and threw a few interceptions but's pushing the ball down the field, I think your fan base would say, well, at least we're, we're maybe the fans the right say, direction. I get it. But may, Mike Tomlin might be looking at this and saying the strength of my team is my defense. My, my concern, Bart, I thought the point you made was the biggest concern you have is if Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool start getting check out. frustrated. Check yeah. out. And receivers get frustrated, especially when they're open and the ball's not coming their way. You see, you see it every year. A receiver's open. I'm open. Well, they think they're open every and, play, and, and they much rather 
talk and communicate and get chemistry with the guy that's going to be the quarterback for the future. See, Mitchell Trubisky knows that he's in a catch-22 because he's playing for his NFL future, right? So now maybe the pressure's too big for him. He doesn't want to turn the ball over, so he's making sure that he's conservative. Like, it's, 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 a, it's a fine line between being conservative and being reckless, and, and I he would, needs to find it. And, another, and an observation from the Patriots matchup, that pass rush was nothing compared to week one without T.J. Watt. So they lose Watt, and their pass rush suffered dramatically. Right, so that formula, that formula, that formula for hoping your exactly. defense gets a turnover yes. or gets a forced fumble or gets, gets your offense on the short field, that's, that's over with. Now you got to try and put points and generate points if you're Mitchell Trubisky, and you have to be willing to push the ball up the field. And the problem is he's comfortable throwing the ball in between the hashes where his playmakers are on the outside. Right. So you're trying to throw the ball, and he throwing it, threw it to double, cover, double coverage last week mm-hmm. and got, got, got the interception. Greedy presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay and benefits, and one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Nink Owens and Bart Scott are in here with me. And now the team that the Steelers play tonight, of course, is Cleveland. Yeah. And Bart, you correctly <laughs> told me last week the Jets were going to beat the Browns. Now, they took an interesting path to getting there. <laughs> they got there. And it was thrilling. And right. look, I'm... When you're a team that is trying to build and grow, I mean, the thing I said, the most encouraging thing about that game to me for the Jets was you're seeing these young guys not only making their contributions, but being rewarded for it. You know what I mean? Like feel tasting what it's like to actually win. So all that is good. How much should I and the, the fans of the team take away from that win when we know that being down 13 points with two minutes left is generally not the recipe for success. I tell you what, that game was 17-17 for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, was mistakes made? Yes. And can they get better in a lot of positions? Absolutely. But what you really take and put stock in is the fact that Brees Hall is a rookie. He contributed. You look at Garrett Wilson, over 100 yards, two touchdowns. He's a rookie. He contributed. He's the best player in the NFL. Right. Go you, ahead. You, you look at Elijah Moore, who they haven't got going, but he's been open. He's young. So now you can say, okay, now some of the picks that Joe Douglas has made. And Michael Carter, the other running back. They got two running backs and two receivers who are both kids. And and, and I think that, you know, we all agree that Sauce Gardner is as advertised. Mm -hmm. And on the other side, DJ Reed. So now you see that now they're not as um, deficient as far as the talent standpoint as other teams. So they can compete, right? And, and, And you hope that the cherry on top is when the quarterback comes back, he, 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 he even makes these weapons even better. So I think, you know, so far so good. And do they have a really winnable game this week against a team in the Bengals who they beat last year? Absolutely. I think they can still, you know, be in a tough game and maybe, you know, the, the Bengals don't figure it out this year. And then now you start, you start, you, you don't get ahead of yourself, right? You don't want to put the horse before the cart. But this team is, just needs to be seven, seven wins, eight wins. They have a lot of money. They have a lot of draft capital in the future, and they should be able to start building something to try and compete and have an offseason like Miami had last year as far as being able to spend and reward some free agents to bring in and get even more talent. Hey, look, it'll all ultimately be about how good the quarterback is, yes. and, and until he gets back on the field, uh, the rest of it doesn't feel as significant. But I agree. It's certainly fun to be – to have something to be excited about. Meanwhile, of all the conversations we had on Get Up this morning, yeah. the one that I found the most interesting was the one about Justin Fields in Chicago. Because, you know, look, those of us who are Jet fans, we just lived through the destruction of a quarterback. I have no idea yeah. whether Sam Darnold was born to be a right. good quarterback yeah. in the NFL yeah, or we not. we broke him, Green. But the Jets broke him. 
And and that happens. More young quarterbacks are destroyed than developed in the NFL. Yeah. I believe to some degree that happened to Mitch Trubisky in Chicago. Are the Bears, Ninko, your Bears, again, Ninko is the pride of Joliet, Illinois. <laughs> are you worried they are doing the same thing to Justin Fields? I, it looks to be that way. And week one, you can kind of push that aside considering it was a monsoon. They had six inches of rain um, on the field, basically. So that that's kind of an outlier. But you look at the, the system in place, you want to put your quarterback in the best position to use his skill set accordingly. And I don't see them putting him in the best position. Granted, they don't have a great offensive line, and everyone did think that this was going to be a reset year for the yeah. Chicago Bears anyway. I don't think anyone had the Bears coming out and, and competing for a division this season. They were building on something. But you want to see a little bit more involved when it comes to throwing the ball down the field, passing, because you have to build up a young quarterback. You can't yeah. – you you watch his interview, and they ask him about the completions and the yardage, and he's like, well, I'm just trying to win. I don't really look at that. You look at that. Yeah. Everyone looks at the stat line. At The second a game is over, what do we do? We go get the stat line. We get the you sheet. See what I got. You look through it on the – if it's an away game, you get the stat line. You look, man, I had more than five tackles. What are you talking about? Yeah. Give me an assist. So everyone looks at the stats. We all look at stats. So they're not putting him in the proper positions, number one. Then you start to question, is he their guy? Because this is a new realm, new coaches, staff, new everybody that mm-hmm. came in. So there are kind of this uh, – it's like a club, right? Oh, you're in the club. You're with me. Yeah. And you see these coaches, they move from team to team. They bring in their players. They bring in their, their – they go draft their guy. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's not their guy. And they really are going to move on from him. But I don't think they're doing him (laughs) the proper service by putting him in the position that he's in right now. He's not – they're not putting him on in space. They're not dashing him out. To, they're not running him, using his legs to yeah. the advantage of himself to run, get out of the pocket, use his arm, like you see, see with a, yeah. a Hurts, um, right. you know, some of these guys mm-hmm. that are on the edge. See, but I think they're doing that to protect him because they don't want to ex- expose him and have him take unnecessary hits. 65% of the players on that roster won't be there next year. They're going to clean house. Right, maybe Raycon Smith may be there. That's why they, I think they're reluctant to give him a long-term deal because they're trying to figure out who are we going to be, who's going to be the foundation. Right, they let Allen Robinson go. Finally, we knew that he was a talented receiver, but his his prime did not match up with their timeline as far as succeeding. And I say that all the time because we witnessed that here with Jamal Adams. Do we all know that Jamal Adams can play? Yes, but would play, paying Jamal Adams significant money had have led to more wins for the Jets and how they were constituted? No. So you let him go and you get assets for him. And what did they get? They got two first-round draft picks for Jamal Adams, and that's how you get Garrett Wilson. That's how you get Jermaine Johnson. So they understand that, you know, right now it's going to get worse, you know, Justin, before it gets better. We need you to be patient, and we don't want to expose you to unnecessary hits because it's not going to affect the winning and losing, and we're going to get players around you. Unfortunately, we're just a year behind. Much like Joe Douglas, you heard Solid say last week, and we, after the first loss, we inherited an expansion team. Well, if the Jets were an expansion team, then that means right now the Chicago Bears are a CFL team. Hmm. So you have to get professional players around him so you can have him play professional quarterback. And they still have four years. You don't give up what you gave up for him as an ownership group and say this is a guy we're going to move on from five years from now. They, they, they sold the farm to get that talented player in. 
right? So, and it wasn't to save uh, Matt Nagy's job. It was because this guy was a talent that was undeniable, I believe. They had witnessed him right there in, in, in Ohio, and they knew that he was the truth, and he's what every modern-day quarterback is all about, mobile with a strong arm. He, he is currently 33rd in the NFL in pass attempts. There are only 32 teams. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that again, they played game one in a monsoon. I understand all of that. All right, Greeny, Ninko, and Bart, one more thing. Uh, my thing does not seem to be on, question so of the day. Let's try that again. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. My question of the day today on Twitter, at ESPN Greeny. Which of these teams, mm. each more than a field goal underdog, is flat out going to win in week three? Mm. The options are the Jets, home against the Bengals, the Dolphins, home against the Bills, the Lions mm. at the Vikings, or the Steelers tonight at Cleveland. One of those four teams, I'm asking you to pick the one. Oh God, all the four teams I just named are three, three more dogs. than a field goal okay. underdog. Four dogs. Jets. Dolphins, Lions, Steelers. Who wins this week of that group? Ninko. I like the Lions. I think what they're doing in Detroit right now is is spectacular. Yeah. And, and their head coach and the things that he's bringing to this, this organization, you can see it. He's building the toughness. And you can see it in the players and how they're playing. I can see the Lions having an upset. They've got this kid, Amon Ross St. Brown. I yeah. studied him because I was doing the draft, right. and he fell out of my days. Like, yeah. I didn't get to say his name. I do rounds one, two, and three. I yeah. was positive he was going to go. Amazing. He fell all the way to round four. He's got an older brother who plays in the NFL, Equinemius St. Brown. Mm-hmm. Dad's a bodybuilder. Yeah. Um, I-, I was stunned he fell as far I as think, he did. I think six consecutive touchdowns in six games. Yes, and just he's imagine awesome. When Jameson Williamson comes back, I mean, you talk about a dynamic duel with T.J. Hawkins and DeAndre Swift. Not and sure the, one of the best quarterback is going to be long-term. Like, is yeah. it going to be Goff? It'll be C.J. Stroud. They have two first-round draft picks that they saved so they can make sure that they can make the leap up. They need the number one pick to get him. They're not going to lose that many games. But if they give up three first-round draft picks, just think the teams that may be in that position – already have quarterbacks. If that's Jacksonville, if it's the Jets, I'm not going to say I'm not going to no, put that out there. I don't think the Jets are going to Yeah, yeah, I'm not, not going to put that out there. The but, Bears but, might but, be. but you think about the Bears, they don't need a quarterback, right? Are they willing to do a Kyler Murray? Ten, he'll take a top 10 pick and then go take another quarterback. They better not. So so a lot of the the teams that need a quarterback, you know, are are going to be bad already have a quarterback. But I'm going to go with the Jets. The Jets beat the Bengals in MetLife last year when they were at the height of their superpowers. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're having an identity crisis. And right now, you know, be it because of the pancreatitis uh, that um, Joe Burrow Joe had, you know, during the season, not really getting in sync. They're, they're struggling right now, really. And I don't think they get healthy. I think right now, with the Jets beating Cleveland last week, I think that turned the light on as far as belief is a powerful thing in this league. They have young players that don't know that they're not supposed to be good, and they don't believe that they are a bad as bad as we think they are. And I think they um, punch above their weight class. I would give anything for you to be right again. It's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. You guys are the best. Thank you. Great morning today. My pleasure, man. Wear that, wear that hoodie with pride. Yes, right? he so gave fair. me the Southern. Uh, my, my buddy Mark Silverman in Chicago would be very happy. He gave me a Southern Illinois sweatshirt after the Salukis knocked off my beloved Northwestern Wildcats last weekend. Thank you, fellas. I appreciate it. Coming up, accusations of conflict of interest and the greatest story about sports revenge ever. Those are next. Let's get up on a news. No, I'm not. It's, <laughs> this is, <laughs> I'm Greeny and this is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay. So this is a tweet from Woj. Um, so, so we had the story this morning. We mentioned it on Get Up that Ime Udoka, who is the coach of the Boston Celtics, who went all the way to the finals last year and who was, I think, correctly lauded for his strategy. He was a magnificent, particularly defense. Uh, I thought that his defensive uh, planning and, and, and coaching uh, were just absolutely exemplary on Boston's run to the finals last year. They shut down the Nets. They shut down uh, when they needed to. They shut down Giannis. They, they, they were just really, really good defensively. And so I think he's an excellent coach is what I'm trying to say. They may have to play this entire season without him. We had the story that he was facing a, a team suspension for an unspecified violation. That, that's the story we had coming into the show this morning and I I didn't think a lot of it I we just had a lot of stuff going on today I didn't spend Hembo a lot of time thinking about that and we just touched on it and get up because we didn't know the details well in the last I don't know 20 minutes or so Woj tweeted Boston Celtics coach Ime Udoka is likely facing a suspension for the entire season for his role in a consensual relationship with a female staff member a formal announcement is expected as soon as today. So the circumstances of it, of course, are, you know, that's a, it's a terrible look. It's very embarrassing. He is in a very high-profile relationship with a very, very famous person. Um, so there's that, the, pub, the, the personal side of it, which we will not dive into at all. Um, this is only relevant to me to the extent that it means that the Celtics 
who I think have got to be considered one of the two or three favorites to win the championship this year based on the season they had a year ago. Now, according to Woj, may play the entire season without their coach. And by the way, his number one assistant is now the head coach in Utah. So the guy who had been there, who you would have thought would be handed the reins, um, if, if no one knows this is going to happen, obviously, but the guy that you would think they would then hand the baton to is now the head coach of the Jazz. So they don't even have that. I'm looking at the odds to win next year's championship right now at Caesar Sportsbook, and the yeah. Boston Celtics have the best odds to do it. They're the favorite. They're yeah, they're five to one to do it. Yeah, they got to be right there. I mean, you know, you got Golden State is still there. Milwaukee, if they're healthy, I, I think Milwaukee, if healthy, would have beat them last year. But that's neither here nor there. And some of the other really good teams, we all know who they are, but the Celtics are certainly one of them. And I think he was a real asset. Like sometimes we wonder how important coaching is in the NBA. Sometimes I think it's very important. And I think in the case of the Celtics last year, it was. I think he's a really important part of the puzzle. So if they do indeed have to go the entire season without him, I I think that's a significant story. Let me ask you a question. I'm looking at the Celtics coaching staff here on their website. And there's not an individual on this list that has ever been a head coach in the NBA before, at least not for any extended period of time. But Brad Stevens was for a long time. He's, Brad Stevens, of course, is running their front office now. If Ime Udoka misses an entire season, might Brad Stevens pull himself out of the front office and coach the team for a year? That's a really... Nuno, what did you just so, say in my ear? So Woj followed that tweet up by saying assistant coach Joe Mazzula is likely to become Boston's interim coach for the season sources tell ESPN right but but Hembo's question is a good one should Brad Stevens do it I mean we all know that he as a as a coach I mean has extensive experience in coaching not only on the college and pro level but coaching this team and many of these players interim coach for a season isn't really an interim coach that's a that you just won the Eastern Conference Championship. Right. You have a really, really good coach running your front office. I mean, I'm sure Joe Mazzulla knows what he's doing, but I know for sure that Brad Stevens is a really good NBA head coach. It's a good point. Nuno, what do you think of that? Let, let, me, let me bring the assembled members of the hashtag crew together. See, this is the beauty of having you guys around, because I hadn't even thought of that until you just said it, but it's an excellent idea. So let me bring in hashtag Nuno and hashtag Bubba. Nuno, do you think that Brad Stevens, if indeed what comes down today is that Udoka is suspended for the season, should Brad Stevens call his own number and coach the team this year? Here's why I'd be hesitant to. I don't know what the relationship was with Brad and those guys that he was coaching towards the end of it. If there was any dysfunction and things of that nature, how they feel personally. So I don't know if you want to... Put yourself in that situation again, even though you are the best coach that they have, you know, our option that I don't know what those relationships are with Jalen Brown. Hey, remember, you try to trade Jalen Brown. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to coach him again. So I think that's where I would be hesitant. At. Th- that That is, Bubba, what I was going to say. And I'm glad, Nuno, that you brought it up, that it is no secret that Brad Stevens during this summer offered Jalen Brown in a package for Kevin Durant. It might be somewhat difficult for him to then coach him. But you know what? I mean, these are desperate times. These are crazy circumstances. I mean, if indeed the coach is suspended for the entire year, um, sometimes we all have to be adults, right? I mean, sometimes you have to, you got to show up and do your job and they got to work that stuff out. And Brad Stevens is an experienced hand who has taken that team to the Eastern Conference Finals as its head coach. What do you think, Bubba? Should he call his own number? 
Well, yeah, I understand the relationship thing and all that, but I think if the Celtics players, if they're looking at, you just said, Hembo said they're, they have the best odds to win. If they're looking at that and they say, we want to win this year, how are they going to win? They're going to win with Brad Stevens. So I don't think they're going to win with this other guy, Joe, whatever his name is. I've never even heard of him before. If they're going to win, they're, the only way they're going to win is going to be with Brad Stevens. So if they want to do that, it's got to be Brad Stevens. And I think that's the only way they can salvage this season is Brad Stevens. So if he wants to win and the team wants to win, they have to put whatever differences aside, like you said, be professional and go win. And I think Brad Stevens can do it for one year and they can do it. There's very sorry, Nuno, but there's very little precedent for anything like this, obviously. But one situation I remembered was 2012, when Sean Payton missed the entire 2012 season for Bounty Gate. So the year before, they went 13 and three, with two interims, they went seven and nine. He came back, and they were really good again. Right? This is a great team, a win now team. Not now. Sean Payton's going to go to the Hall of Fame someday. But I agree with you that Ime Udoka was one of the biggest they, reasons. Look at who yeah. their uh, mm-hmm. coaches were. It was you know look at their, who their, who were their filling coaches. Joe Vitt and Aaron Cromer. Exactly. And so we're, now we're talking about you can literally have Brad Stevens, who's unbelievable. The whatever Joe M is the equivalent of Joe Vitt. <laughs> Joe V and Joe M. You just, oh, I don't even know. I can't even remember the guy's name. Sorry, oh, Joe. M, all I was going to say I'm too. Saying, the Saints, the Saints wish that they were right there. The Saints wish they had Brad Stevens in mm. the front office. They didn't. Then you know, instead they did Joe Vitt. <laughs> now the Celtics have Brad Stevens right there. He's, if they want to win, they got to go with him. What do you think, Nuno? It's all they need to figure this out like right away because of the fact that training camp opens up next Tuesday. So but the like, one thing I'll say is Brad. The only reason they don't have to figure out right away is because Brad Stevens isn't going anywhere. It's it's not like I mean he's he's in the building. So you could try start. Look, this is a team that was under 500 at Christmas last year and made the finals. So you could try starting it with Joe Mazzullo. Um, then if that doesn't work. Then Bra- I, I was I, I, now you have Joe Vitt in my head. It's Did I say the name right? Missoula. It's I'm sorry, I don't know who he is either. And, and, but, but the point is, you could start with the assistant, and then if things are really going bad, you always bring him down. There was a year. Hembo will look up the year for me. Stan Van Gundy was the coach of the Heat when Shaq and Dwayne Wade were there, and Shaq didn't like Stan Van Gundy. He nicknamed him the Master of Panic, and we did a bunch of bits about that on Mike and Mike, by the way. And Pat Riley fired Stan Van Gundy and stepped in. No, actually, Stan Van Gundy departed during the season to spend more time with his family. And Pat Riley stepped in and became the coach of the team, and they won the championship. So, like, that, there's there's that precedent. That's precedent. I know it's a different set of circumstances, Mm -hmm. but there's precedent for Brad Stevens saying, you know what, the answer to this question is me, as Pat Riley once did before. Now, Brad Stevens is not Pat Riley. Don't get me wrong. Almost no one ever has been. But I think we were thinking along the right lines here. That was 2005. Stan Van Gundy was 11-10. and Pat Riley finished 41-20. and They went up beating the Mavericks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, so that can happen. In the championship. And they won the title. So, all right, this is very interesting. Um, you know, I, I hate to hear it. I mean, obviously, it's an embarrassing situation for everybody involved. But, but from a basketball standpoint, um, you know, the, 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 it does bring up the very interesting question of what play they decide to draw up now with Brad Stevens sitting there. You know, hiring is challenging, but there's one place where finding great candidates is easy, and that is ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds and matches the right candidates for you, and our listeners can try it free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I wasn't planning that there, so I'm going to move a bunch of stuff around. And Nuno, you got to hear this. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. I thought we could have one moment of fun today at Hembo's expense. 
So we all love Hembo, but we all understand Hembo is a numbers savant. Like there's the right brain and left brain, and I'm never quite clear on which is which. But Hembo only has one side of his brain, right? I mean, you are, you are one. Which one is it? Do you know? I don't know, but half of it shut down. Have shut down. And that side of it not only has knowledge of pop culture, but it also, I think, has humor. So this morning, I want to tell you guys a story. So this morning at about 7.50, as I always do, uh, 10 minutes before we go on the air for Get Up, I'm looking at the highlights that we are going to air on the show that day so that I can see them. When, when you see an anchor on SportsCenter or on our show, Get Up, or wherever, running, you know, showing you highlights and narrating the things that happened in a game the day before, uh, very seldom are they seeing it for the first time. You know, I want to see it. I know that way I can work in some stats. I can work in a funny line here or there if there's room for one. So, Nuno. In, in the Yankee game that you obviously watched yesterday, Oswaldo Cabrera hit a grand slam in the game. And I'm watching the highlight, and uh, Hembo yells over to me, Greeny, I've got a good line you can use on the Oswaldo Cabrera grand slam. Go ahead, Hembo. Tell him what you think I should have said on national television today to millions of people. Oswaldo. There's Waldo. This is where we got to talk because if this is why people shake nerds. <laughs> Thank you. No, it's it is funny. What does any? He, he's trying to. It took me a second to get it. Also, he's playing on the Where's Waldo of it all. It's so funny. I mean, I guess I get it, but it's so. If if I had <laughs> pretty bad. If I had said on TV, and Oswaldo Cabrera comes to the plate, and there's Waldo <laughs> after he hit the grand slam. Do you believe that everyone watching would have not only changed the channel, but never turned it back? Like, I believe Hembo could actually have shut down ESPN today in its entirety based on how unfunny that is. Baba, Nuno, your thoughts? That would have been a, a ratings killer for sure. Yeah, we, that could have been that could have been the end of the show. It, it was it was even worse than you described, though, because I come tear, tearing around the corner. I pull my mask down. It's like you... I knew for sure you were going to love it. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I got this one. And you not only didn't use it, but you now made it a thing on this show. <laughs> I actually, once I got it, I thought to myself, I'm doing this on the radio. I immediately turned and typed it into our radio Google Doc because I thought, this is incredibly funny, but not in the way Hembo thinks it is. So I think we needed a smile on our faces, and we got one. All right, I still have a bunch of things planned. I didn't get to any of the football that I meant to there. Plus, LeBron has been dissed, and I, for one, will not have it. And we have revenge, a dish best served cold in fantasy football. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Haven't asked the assembled members of the hashtag crew my question of the day today, but I will now. You can vote on my Twitter page at ESPN Greeny. Today's question, which of these teams, which is each more than a field goal underdog, is flat out going to win in week three, which starts tonight, and the Steelers are one of the options. The Steelers are an underdog at the Browns. The Lions are an underdog at the Vikings. The Dolphins are an underdog home to the Bills. The Jets are an underdog home to the Bengals. Hemba, which of those four teams is going to win? The Lions are going to win. The Lions might actually be good. The Lions might actually make the playoffs in the NFC. I'm an Eagles fan, so I watched every snap of, of their first game against the Eagles. They put up 35 points, and we were all stunned. And then they wound up looking really good the next week, too. I actually think they've really figured something out there. They're excellent on both lines of scrimmage. I think they're every bit as good as Minnesota, who I just saw play last week, too. I got the Lions outright. You know, they've got um, a receiver that has not played for them yet, this kid from Alabama named Jamison Williams, who, um, when I sit here and say Garrett Wilson is the best rookie that ever lived, I mean it because I love him. Um, but had Jamison Williams not torn up his knee, he would have been the first receiver taken in the draft. He's ridiculously fast. He's like Jalen Waddell, uh, Tyreek-esque. And um, I don't know exactly at what point in the season. They traded up a ton to get him. I forget exactly how many spots, but they moved way up to take him, and he is supposed to be special. Now, I don't know if he will be special this year, even if he comes back, but... They've got him just sort of sitting in reserve. So the Lions could be onto something. I think that's a really interesting little situation. How about you, Nuno? Which of the underdogs that I've named, again, they're all more than a field goal underdog. Which one's going to win this week? I, if, if Mike White was playing against the Bengals, I would go Jets. <laughs> Stop because, it. I don't want to hear from Mike did, White. We saw what he did last year against the Bengals, and they beat him. I don't want to hear from Mike White. <laughs> I, even though I don't want to see it because – uh, for just because of the entertainment and the talking value we can have tomorrow, I think the Steelers beat the Browns. Too. Me too. That's mine. Really? I think the Steelers win tonight. Yeah, I do. I don't think the Browns are very good. I think the, 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 the I watched that offense play last week. I trust Mike Tomlin to figure out how to stop Nick Chubb. If you stop the Browns from running, they don't have anything on offense. Nothing. They just ran through the Jets last I, week. I trust Nick, uh, Mike Tomlin to slow down Nick Chubb, but do you trust Mike Tomlin to get Mitch uh, Trubisky on track? I think that they win a low-scoring game. They win much in the way that they won week one against Cincinnati. Like They didn't let New England do anything last week. I think, I think they win this game close. Have you seen the number for that game? For this game tonight? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, I put them all up on my thing because they're all underdogs. I think it's five. It's, it's down to four. Four points, yeah. And, I only chose games where the, the, the spread is at least is more than three points. Does it make you feel any differently if I told you that right now three-fourths of the public is on Pittsburgh like you are? Yes, it that, does. that makes me much less confident in my <laughs> pick. I mean, three-fourths of the, of, the, um, of the public is only right one-fourth of the time. So I don't have a great feeling about that. But I will say, and I'm not betting on it, but I, I like the Steelers tonight. How about you, Bubs? Which of those four teams wins? 
I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I'm going with new to coach. To beat the Bills. Wow. Mc, McDaniel, new coach there, going with Tua, and uh, yeah, they're going to do it at home. You love it. I mean, he may not shower, but he that guy can coach some football. Did you see that story we had last week? Mike McDaniel said that when he was an assistant coach, because he didn't have to be presentable, mm-hmm. he would frequently go from Sunday to Wednesday without taking a shower. You seem like the kind of person that's taken a shower every single day of your life. Is that right? At minimum one. At minimum one. Oh, yeah. Even if you don't work out. Work out? You have to get up in the morning and take a shower. Regardless of what you are doing, you must shower when you're first awake. And then if you do anything that requires showering, you should shower again. And if you're going out at night and need to look good, you should shower again. So I would say on an average... I mean, there are three shower days, yeah. You've had three shower days. Have I had them? (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever showered? What's the most times you've ever showered in a day? I mean, I don't, I don't keep track of such things. There may have been a day that I showered four times. I don't think it's inconceivable. You're, I, I don't have, have kids. Active. It's funny. I don't have kids, but I feel like Kemba already has bad habits, right? Because like, I've heard like, oh, you got the kids. You don't even have a ch- time for a shower, like that moment by yourself. <laughs> but like Kemba already has these bad habits. So like now he just has a built-in excuse. I have two, I have two mm-hmm. daughters. I have Michelle and the other one. I haven't had a time to shower. Hold on a second. Hambo, mm. three weeks you were home on, what do they call it now? It's not paternity leave? Child bonding. You were home on child bonding. That's what it's called. Fair enough. <laughs> so whilst you were bonding with Michelle and mm-hmm. the other one, that's three weeks. Three weeks. Let's call it 21 days. How many showers did you take over those 21 days? I took approximately five showers. That's what I suspected. See, what? because... Because, Five no, showers. Now, I know from when you first have a baby, and I've never had two of them at the same time, but when you have an infant in the house, I mean, it is like all-consuming. Like I was talking to Stace about it last night, like, like just remembering that. It, it is all-consuming. Like the world just stops outside the door, and you're not going to see anyone, and the people you see are only intimate in your life, and they don't give a damn what you look like. But contrary to what you think... They do care what you smell like. <laughs> and so I'm not surprised to hear that. So you think you were averaging pretty much one shower every four days. Yes, two showers a week, I would say, on average. I mean, and, what was he averaging on a normal 21-day? Uh, that's the that's <laughs> real question. Once a day, at least. I mean, that's, I mean, that's normal. I'm trying is, to is do that Has there ever now. been a day that you came into work here at ESPN without having showered? Yes, but that, not often. Not often. but what, what would have been the circumstances under which you did that? Probably overslept, which I used to do on occasion because I set my alarm for one thirty to work on Mike and Mike. Right. <laughs> Things happen. And, but, see, that's the one thing you can't cut out. Like, the, the, the one thing you cannot cut corners on is hygiene. You've never gone to work one day without showering. Correct. One day. None. Zero. None. No days. Zero days. You'll, you'll come later and still shower. I'll miss the show before I will come in unshowered. You'd rather come late. You can smell me anytime you want to, and I will smell delightful and fresh at all. There's nothing worse than a malodorous person. Literally nothing. <laughs> and on that thought, we take a short time out. We'll be right back on ESPN Radio. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.